Welcome to Fireside, your source for discussions on not only the latest and greatest from Sitecore, but also helpful tips and tricks. I'm your host and Sitecore MVP, Josh Hover. All right, welcome to today's podcast. Today we're going to be meeting with Rob Huffstetler and talk about how he's been helping support the Sitecore MVP Ambassador Program. So first I'd like to introduce Rob. Rob's the Vice President of Sitecore Alliances and Partner Enablement. Welcome to today's show, Rob. Nice to be here. Let's talk a little bit more about the MVP program, specifically around the ambassador area, and talk a little bit more about what your role has been and how you've been helping support the program. Sure. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because it's not actually an official part of my work duties. So like many people who are in the community, I uh, I have the same sort of thing. I, I do it because I'm very passionate about helping people out. I'm very passionate about the brand, um, passionate about creating opportunity for folks. So when Tomas came along and asked me if I would be willing to uh, really facilitate this one segment, the, the ambassador category, I was happy to jump in and um, it's been a great chance to meet folks like you and a lot of great other people in the community and uh, go from there. I know from my perspective, it, it was nice just at the, the last MVP summit, having a little bit of time with you where we were able to align on the, the program itself and areas that we felt like it could be improved and also areas that we thought were going really well. And, you know, I think that we're seeing a 360 on what people feel and hopefully the perception of the ambassador will be. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's that that was definitely one of the things I wanted to do. Um, you know, as I started, it was obvious that there was some disagreement about what was the role of an ambassador and, you know, what was the value of that as a category. Um, there definitely were some folks who um, in the past have maybe looked down on ambassadors, if you will, seen it as the, the also ran category or um, seen it as sort of a parking place for those who didn't do enough to warrant a uh, tech designation or a, a strategy designation. And I've really been focused around how do we distinct, how do we clarify the distinct value of ambassadors and how do we make people understand the amount of work that goes into doing that well? Um, you know, one of the things that's happened with that is there's some people who had gotten in basically as a consolation prize who've since been they haven't made it as they've gone through the next couple of rounds of, of applications. Yeah. Um, we've been very stringent about warning people um, and then following up if people get a warning and, and don't improve the next year, um, pruning a little bit so we make space for those folks who are putting in the time and, and really contributing to the community. I'm happy to hear that. I, I feel like there was definitely earlier on there could have been some misconception or maybe it was taking place around you know once you're able to get into the mvp program and you've done it multiple times in a row you know you you become part of the club and your your efforts are maybe not quite as as strong as they were when you initially received your award so it's good to hear that those uh stringencies are are still taking place on a yearly basis absolutely so as you're looking to redefine or help redefine the ambassador role, what are some of the new things that you've been doing? Well, you know, I think the how of redefining it goes back to what you were saying. Like we've been very engaged with people in the community and starting last year, 
Um, I think this actually was one of the fruits of coming out of symposium. We were like, you know, we need to establish an advisory committee. Um, right now it's got four folks. I sort of self-nominated them and, and got people in there. We'll have to figure out what the governance strategy is to <laughs> make sure that there's some rotation over time. But we've got uh, Lisa Saltzman, uh, Ann Norman, Sebastian Winslow, and um, Richard Howard. We were all, you know, that gives us both male and female perspective. It gives us a little bit of differentiation and role between um, exactly what people are doing and, and those partners. And all of them are partners. I think that's perhaps the one perspective we're missing is the the non-partner ambassador perspective. Mm -hmm. um, different geos. So everybody's been able to come with their distinct take on what we should be doing and what would work for them. Um, and it's a, a broad enough set of representation that then you also get their connections out into the world. And you know, so hopefully we're we're hearing from a broad swath of uh, the community and are able to take that and use that to trigger thought processes about where we could improve. And, you know, how that then goes to redefine the role of an ambassador. Um, I really encapsulate it down to a simple phrase, which is the technologists and the strategy people make the community better. Ambassadors make the community bigger. So it, it's a category that very naturally fits for people who run practices, uh, people who may lead partners entirely, sales and marketing folks within partners, major customer advocates, um, folks in those sorts of roles, people who are going to be out there talking to the world at large who doesn't even know what Sitecore is and presenting them with a case that Sitecore is a compelling set of technology that is going to solve meaningful problems in their lives and that they should at least investigate it as they look at the challenges they're facing day to day. Um, and it also provides sort of a a nice categorization that makes it a little bit easier to, to fit some of the folks who historically everyone recognized they did important things, but they didn't necessarily mean that they were um, technology experts or whatnot. Think about the folks who are consistently organizing user groups. Think about the folks who are really committed to diversity and inclusion and are doing tangible things to try and promote those within the community. It sounds like you're really trying to cover the gambit to, to really show some improvement around the ambassador role. And I think that having a diverse panel will definitely help solidify some of the, I guess, the guidelines that that you're looking to achieve for what or who would be a good fit for the role. You touched on it briefly a few minutes ago, and you had you had mentioned the stigma around the ambassador role. And, you know, I, I think it's definitely important to call out. Um, it's something that I, I've definitely heard before, and uh, especially some, once I became an MVP, an ambassador as well. And, um, you know, there was just the overall feeling that you would get from some of the people in the community that might have had a, a technology MVP that maybe you didn't do as much as them or your contributions didn't matter as much as they did. Yeah, I think that's kind of a natural human thing. You know, we all we all know our own lives pretty well since we live in them. So we recognize how much effort it takes to do the things that we do. All the folks around us, uh, you know, whether it's at work, whether it's the person driving next to you on the highway or whatnot, 
it's really hard to assume that their life is is like yours, basically, mm-hmm. and that they're doing the best they can with what they have, and that where where they're not meeting your expectations that you're putting upon them, um, that's not necessarily an indication that they're being a slacker or whatnot. It may be a, an indication that the value they bring is something distinct or that you, you're just not even seeing the value they bring. And I think in our community, especially for the ambassadors, you know, tech and strategy have a very easy path to recognizable contribution in the form of blogging, um, presenting at user groups, things like that. A lot of ambassadors do those things, but a lot don't. Um, and especially the folks whose contribution is much more behind the scenes. You know, I've seen this a lot in people who started out as a strategist or a technologist, and as their career has grown, they're trying to push more of those tasks off onto people that they've mentored along the way, mm-hmm. um, which then reduces their opportunity to do it themselves. And you know, in my career, I was a tech guy for a long, long time across a variety of different CMS platforms. You probably don't want me coding on a project now, um, not unless <laughs> you've got a really, really long time frame. Because um, I, I just that don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't do it enough to be effective and efficient at it anymore compared to everybody on my team. Um, so when when what you're doing is organizing and promoting people and building relationship, um, you know, doing some of the things that happen in the background, like working with Sitecore's product teams to provide real world feedback back to them. That's something that's not easily observable to anyone on the outside. And um, getting people to understand that, even people who are applying to ambassador, getting them to see, oh, that's a valuable thing I do. How do I make that visible? Um, right. So, you know, the, the couple of things I encourage there are to the degree that you can providing that feedback in a blog post or whatnot, go ahead and do it. Um, you know, if you if you've told us where the product needs to improve, there's a way to write a blog post about that that is still very positive, but that right. that orients people towards here's you know here, here's gaps I see that Sitecore could continue to evolve into. Um, and if it's something that is purely behind the scenes, just get an email from the Sitecore people you were working with and add that to your your um, your application. Yeah, definitely is helpful. I think that one of the things that I was somewhat taken back by was in my reviews this past year of MVP applicants was around contributions and and what people felt like would be a contribution to to become an, an ambassador. And it felt like the overall assumption was that it was not only just a catch-all, but that little to no effort had to be put in. I, I couldn't tell you how many that I read, and I know Rob, you were a reviewer as well, and you you saw this as well. But you would have people who who would just submit, say, "Hey, I know Sitecore," and that would almost be their entire application. And they felt like they should just become an ambassador because they they knew Sitecore, and that was it. Absolutely, and there are definitely applicants who try and get there just based on um, position. You know, I. Uh, I lead a practice of 100 people. Okay, well, there, there are people who do that in a way that is 
effective and grows the community. And there are people who do that in a way that, you know, from a community perspective, adds no value. So right. we, we need to see what you did in that role that actually has helped the community grow larger and help foster people moving along and becoming bigger and better contributors themselves. Completely agree with you. So in your your eyes, why do you feel like someone would want to become an, an MVP ambassador? The, the people who are motivated by status, if you will. Yeah, I think it it can help get you recognized for job opportunities, you know, for your employer, it can be good. There's definitely um, a lot of firms out there that part of their marketing is we've got a substantial number of MVPs and that's an indication of expertise. Um, but for the individual person, if you're if you're doing it just to get the trophy, you're going to be miserable. Like it's it's a lot of work to do. Um, and I, I don't know that the if if you're not intrinsically motivated, the little plastic trophy is probably not worth the effort you put in. I think the better question is, why would I do the things that would get me recognized? Why, why would I want to write? Why would I want to mentor somebody? Why would I want to tell the story about the product? Um, everybody's going to have their own different why there, but you're probably going to find some pretty common themes of, um, you know, just liking the community, liking talking to people who are at the same time like-minded in some ways, but very diverse <laughs> in other ways. Um, liking the ability to exercise one's own um, sort of intellectual muscles. You know, it's it's interesting to try and formulate a story and to find ways to get it out there to people. Um, and there's definitely some recognition too that's, that's not from the people who, you know, see the trophy and you're like, oh, wow, Josh is so smart, he's got a trophy. But from the people who sit in the room when you go to the MVP summit, and they're genuinely glad to see you. It may have been a year since the last time they saw you, but they're going to run up. They're going to give you a hug. They're going to ask how things are going. Um, you know, that community participation, if that's not a big part of it mm -hmm. for someone, probably not the best place for them to spend their their effort if, if what they want is recognition. Completely agree with you. I, I think the site core community, once you really dive in, and I, I think I shared this on a, a different podcast as well. But, you know, when you join the Sitecore community, it feels like this very large community. And as you start to contribute and, you know, engage quite a bit more, then you realize that big community starts to get a little bit smaller. And then when you join the MVP community, it gets even smaller. And I think you nailed nailed it right on the head with, um, you know, having that that tighter group where you're able to connect with and, you uh, and when you see each other at a summit, you know, you have those handshakes and hugs and, you know, it's it's an exciting time. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's interesting that sort of the almost the flip side of that is I think there's people who find that intimidating. You know, they look at, you know, some of the folks who are sort of heroes in the community, if you will. Um, and they think, well, I, I could never be like that person. And A, that person wasn't that person 10 years ago. Um, and, and B, like. You, you don't have to be one of the heroes of the community. You just have to be a meaningful participant. Yeah, I completely agree with you. There are names out there and they're, they're very popular and very big. 
within the community, both MVP and otherwise. But again, you know, it's all about the contribution and and what you're able to can to help support rather than just building your name and hopefully your name will likely come with it as you contribute more. What are the some of the changes that you'd like to see coming out of the program in the future? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is is just a cultural thing, and that would be be more positive. Um, you know, at our best, we are a pretty positive community, but there's there's a minority of people who can kind of be uh, negative Nellies in the Slack channel and whatnot. Um, so definitely, like, don't don't always focus on the things that are wrong. Um, try and find the ways to like really get excited about some of the changes that are happening and, and get on board with those. Um, be more intentionally inclusive. Uh, I don't necessarily mean that in sort of the you know, common categories of inclusivity. I mean, at the pure like base human relations level of, you know, as you see people, regardless of whatever their background is, who are trying to figure out what their place in the community is, talk to them, help them out. Um, and there's some people who are wonderful at that. I actually had a, a conversation with somebody today who had been accepted as an MVP ambassador last year, but this person really would rather be in the tech category. And I was able to point this person to two or three people that I knew would welcome the call and would be happy to provide a lot of feedback about, you know, here's here's where you need to contribute more to be a better fit for this category. Yeah. Um, you know, mentoring people, obviously a great way to do that. There is a formal mentorship program. It opens up every year. Um, I think they typically have folks assigned by February or March or so. Um, so, you know, if you didn't get a mentor this year and you're looking for one, you can probably find somebody who's willing to unofficially mentor you. Um, reach out on Slack to the community as a whole and see what you can get done. Um, but I think that's the essence of it. I think I think the mentor program, I mean, it's a really great addition that we saw come out of the MVP program, I think it was about a year ago. And I think that it, it's definitely important to note to maybe people who are listening that just because you have a, a mentor um, doesn't mean that you're going to automatically get in for year one. You might it might be a multiple year engagement where you're really trying to work to that. Um, but it is also as strong as your contribution. So, you know, just because you have a mentor doesn't mean that you don't have to contribute and you'll automatically make it in. Absolutely. Yeah, it's. Um, and I think some of that is a little bit the mentors themselves are still trying to center in on exactly what the selection criteria looks like. And mm -hmm. it, it's a learning process for them. Many of them are mentoring for the first time. So. Yeah, and I, I think to your other point that you brought up about being positive within the community, I think being positive goes a long way. When others see you being positive, they tend to follow suit and they'll also try to keep that positive mindset. And it really only takes one or two to to sour that. And, you know, it's hard to to see and witness. And hopefully, you know, you I think in large, the community is is very supportive, but I think that there are a few people that have had a, a larger voice that have, you know, brought some negativity, and uh, hopefully, we'll continue to see the positiveness as uh, as things press forward. 
what message do you have for people who are really out there looking to achieve the the MVP ambassador badge? Just do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll add the Nike yeah, slogan actually, at the end of the ambassador. It's like, don't overthink what you need to do. Just start contributing. Um, I think the other piece that would go along with that is there's a lot of people here who are here to support you if you're contributing. Mm -hmm. If you do something and you want to know how it landed, ask people. It's not hard to find the ones who will give you constructive feedback, who will say, yeah, you know, that was pretty good, but here's some ways that you could change it that probably would have, would have hit a little bit harder. Um, it's way easier to give somebody feedback if they're doing something and you can observe it than it is to give feedback to a person who stays stuck in planning mode and wants to know what perfect looks like before the first time they'll make an effort. Yeah, you have to get out there and be able to do something before you can perfect it. You can't just go out and expect to be perfect. Then it's okay if the first couple of times suck. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the old saying, anything worth doing is worth doing well. Like the corollary to that is anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. Like if it's worth doing and you don't know how to do it yet, start trying and just accept that your first few efforts are probably not going to be things you want to hang up on the fridge or the magnet. <laughs> no, that's true. Your first race that you ever run, you are probably not going to win, but perseverance and getting out there and doing it over and over again will help you, uh, you know, shape that. So Rob, I, with all the support that, that you've been giving the ambassador program, what are some ways that ambassadors can help support not only the community, but help support you? Good, solid feedback is is a key thing and not just you know through the program but especially if the notion of an ambassador mm -hmm. think of it in the real world it's a person that you send to another country to represent the interests of your country and part of what they do in in that country is they say hey here are the interests of my country but the other part of what they do is they come back with a whole perspective on what the country they've gone to is looking for out of the relationship. And I think that is a hugely valuable part of what our ambassadors do that we potentially not leverage to the degree, to the degree that we should. Um, you know, you folks know more about what your customers are experiencing than we do. So many of the ambassadors work at partners and they're on implementations in the customer's ecosystem 365 days a year. Some others actually work at the customer or the tech partner that's selling to the customer. So, you know, you know a lot more about what's going on in healthcare, financial services, et cetera, than anybody on the Sitecore team. And your ability to come back and say, hey, Sitecore, here's some ways the product needs to evolve. Here's some ways your engagement with customers needs to involve, evolve. All of that, that is gold. I agree with you. I, I think that constructive feedback is is always extremely helpful. And that's something that not only do I ask my own team that I that I oversee, but would would ask clients alike. And I I have appreciated seeing Sitecore take that approach, and I appreciate seeing you take that approach as well. Um, because I, I think that feedback is the only way that you can grow or know what you're doing is working or know what needs to be improved. So 
I, I appreciate hearing that messaging because we are on the front lines. We are engaging with the clients and, you know, hopefully we can use that feedback to help only improve and better the, the product. Yeah, and I think the other piece is really be conscious of going where site four isn't. Um, I, I had a buddy who was a um, salesperson at uh, an e-commerce partner. This was mm-hmm. several years ago before I even joined site four. And I was leading a practice for a different company. I asked him one day, I said, Joe, like, what trade shows are actually worth going to? <clears throat> He's like, World of Concrete. I'm like, what? He's like, every time I go to World of Concrete, I'm the only digital vendor there. I have this complete blue ocean to talk about how what we're doing could be impactful for them. So that's one of the things I really encourage ambassadors to think about. Like, Get your message out in industry publications and, you know, just general digital marketing publications and and forums like that. Go to the American Bankers Association meeting. Do things that aren't just going and talking to the Sidecore community. Thinking outside the box. I like it. All right. Well, that wraps up today's subject around MVP Ambassador. I'd like to give a special thanks to Rob for joining me on today's show. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. It's a pleasure having you. All right, I'm your host, Josh Hover. Thanks for joining today's podcast. Stay tuned for future sessions.